All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, could be personal, that will require you to create change. We all want to be heard, seen, and understood. And the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us aren't just salespeople. There are great humans through all walks of life, and we have a great one on today that we're drawn to. I'm gonna share their stories so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, gang, so I am really excited today. This is another episode where I'm going from salesperson to what I'm going to say is her title is not a salesperson, but she absolutely sells in what she does, and I'll let you be the judge. But she is a brand consultant with Jack Nadell International. So if you need branded merchandise created in new, innovative, and super compelling ways to get people to remember you, I think she is definitely your girl. I was drawn to her just of how she showed up and reached out to me on LinkedIn. And so I'm so excited to bring none other than Sarah Marie Clark to the podcast. Welcome, Sarah. What an intro. <laughs> That was good. I need. I just need you to follow me around everywhere I go. That was great. I'll be your hype man for sure. Anywhere you tell me when, when and Thank where. Thank you. Well, All thanks right. for having me. Absolutely. All right. So I'll get into the story of how I was really drawn to you, kind of how you approached me. And actually, it was a funny story of the follow-up to how, how you approached me on LinkedIn and responded to me. But I wanted to just start out by letting people know about you in, in the beginning and the human that you are. We'll talk a little bit about how I think you sell in your day-to-day and in your human skills, and we'll end off with something fun. So right off the bat, you talk a lot, you're in branding, you're a brand consultant. So I think that a lot of branding is obviously the main part is selling people on you and their impressions of you. So let's just start off with that question. What impression, what do you want people to think about Sarah when they think about Sarah Marie Clark? I think the number one thing I want people to think of is just that, I mean, exactly your point here is that I am human and that first and foremost, yes, I want to help you with branding. Yes, I want to help you with your merchandising and that's what fires me up. But more than that, I don't view my book of business as just a logbook of sales. It's relationships. And It truly is digging in deep with my clients. I have some clients that are no longer in those positions anymore. And I still, you know, talk to them periodically on the phone, text them and all of that. So just that I am another human being and that I genuinely care about who I'm working with. Love it. Love it. Love it. So just kind of about what you do in your day to day. So what ways do you kind of show up and what do you, and when I say show up, like you said you talked a lot about, you know, you want people to know that you're really about relationships first. It's not about the actual merchandise or what you're kind of doing. It's, it's really about that. So what ways do you show up with other human beings that you think, you know, gets them to listen to you or that makes them drawn to you? Sure. Number one, first and foremost, I want to make sure that I'm bringing value to the table. Hmm. And what that typically looks like in the space that I'm in is if I see somebody on LinkedIn that is saying, Hey, you know, I'm working on this logo. For instance, I had someone on LinkedIn recently that I was connected to her. 
she didn't have a need for me, but she said, Hey, like I've got this logo and this logo. I've got one client that wants me to use this on my product. It was a food product. And then one grocery store that wants me to use this labeling. And I don't know where to go. What do you guys think? And she was looking for someone to just kind of like vote on A or B, right? Which one should I use? Okay. But I reached out to her and I said, Hey, let's dig in a little deeper here. Let's look and see, okay, is there a way that you can utilize both of them and build a family of brands? And so over a span of a couple phone calls, I kind of walked her through that as a consultant and I never charged for my consulting on that. And so that's just kind of an example of how I try to bring value before I try to just say, hey, you know, let's talk about doing a million pens, right? Because it's not about <laughs> And just kind of bringing value in the front there. I've got a couple friends that have reached out to me over, actually this weekend I took a call from another friend that I had met on LinkedIn saying, hey, you know, I want to rebrand. What do you think about this, that, and the other? And just kind of talking him through, you know, this is what I would do. This is what I suggest. And bringing value in the front end. Not yeah. making I can get into so many things with what you just said, but I'm going to tell a story because this kind of segues perfectly. I didn't think I would tell it so early, but when you brought value to me, I just was watching videos of you. I don't, we don't know each other. I don't even know how I may have found you. Maybe someone liked something and we connected, but I just said, man, I, I watched a, a video of you talking about probably just, you know, how you can brand things and in new and innovative ways and, and just really cool ways to like reach out to, to prospects. And I just said, you know, I, I want to connect and I just complimented you on the video and would love to stay connected. And it was just all value. It was just all that. It was like, what can I do for you right off the bat? It wasn't like, I don't, I don't even know if there's any ways we can ever work together in a business sense. Maybe there will be, but that wasn't your, you know, your mode of just response. It was, I just have to read this because it was just, First off, thanking me for connecting, thanking me for the kind words. You know, you just said, I'd love to make this connection genuinely valuable to you. I don't know if you remember writing this and not just another number. I've had so many connections on LinkedIn when people connect and like, hey, do you want to get on a call so I can, you know, the connect and ask and connect and pitch. So just how can I be valuable to you? Not just another connection and just asking me what's the best way I can support your growth. Are you open to a call this week to collaborate and explore our connection, not ways I can help you or, you know, if there's an opportunity that we can, you know, what's the word, the stupid business speak where find synergies, you know, like it makes you crawl, but it was just literally all about, Hey, like, I don't want you to be another number and yeah. let's explore if there's even ways that I can help you. Are you open to it? And some people probably say no. And some people are like, Sure. And here we are, you know, so anyways, I think that's just a great framework. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to figure out how to provide value or they have to ask to provide it. It's like, just find ways to provide it, right? I think the golden rule is kind of key there, right? I mean, it's so simple and it's so elementary, but just treating other people the way that you would want to be treated and not looking at just the titles when you're trying to connect and grow your network on LinkedIn, but really looking at, okay, this is another human being, no matter where they are, you know, there's something that I can give. There's something that I can help with possibly, even if it is just, Hey, you know, being another number for you, if that's helpful, that's helpful. And I'm okay with that too. 
I think the best part of that story, though, is what happened next. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I didn't want to lead with that. Yeah, because I have this kind of like, you know, these dark glasses on sometimes when, you know, when people connect that you don't know, you you just have this bad impression of people, you know, sometime when you get so desensitized. And I I can't remember exactly, but I thought you were like someone pitching me because I didn't read it. And I like, I probably was like in a tired state or something. And you had sent me an, like, and I was like, yeah, let's connect. And then when you emailed me, it came through as like a different email. So I'm like, I'm like, who's this brand? Or I think I didn't know who Jack Nadell Consulting was. I knew your name. So when the email came through as Jack Nadell Consulting, I'm like, you know, and it, and it was like all about, yeah, let's like schedule this time. And we can talk about, I forget what it was. And I was like, you know, you should, I was like scolding you on, on like pitching me the first time out because I didn't know, I didn't connect it obviously to what you would say. And I'm like, you know, you shouldn't, you know, just kind of assume I want to call. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's right. I'm an idiot. You know, you, this is, was, was yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. And then we call, had a call and we, we, we laughed about it, but yeah, that's funny. No, no, I think though, just kind of something to mention though, as people are, I mean, like you, you read off the little message that I sent out as soon as we connected. And something to keep in mind is that that doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm, to stay true mm-hmm, to who you mm-hmm, are. Mm-hmm. And that works for me mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I do prioritize relationships, right? And so mm-hmm. I don't mind getting on the phone for half of my day, you know, on a good day. <laughs> you know, if I've got like a bunch of people that are, say yes to something like that, I don't mind getting on the phone for, you know, three hours a day and being on phone calls with people that aren't going to necessarily buy from me. You have to be, if you want to send out a messaging like that, you have to be okay with not just taking the calls from the VPs and the CEOs, but also being okay with connecting and talking for 15 minutes to the unemployed guy who just graduated college or you know, the woman who is the custodian for this, that, or the other, you know, and talking to everybody because they're all human and viewing everybody at the same level and realizing that when you actually are investing in these people and not just trying to get, get, get and sell, 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 then it's all going to come back at some point. But you have to be committed to saying, okay, I'm going to take a call with everybody and not discriminate against, you know, who my connections are. That's not for everybody. <laughs> I know, for sure. What would you say to the person that would say, Sarah, that sounds great. I mean, that works for you and it doesn't work for everyone. And that's, a, I think, a key part of what you, you you said. Like, you can't just like copy or replicate what someone else does. And that's not authentic to you. That's not who you are. But what would you say to the person who says, that's great, Sarah, but is it worth my time? My time's really valuable. Sure. So. I have, there's ideal customers that I need to be, you know, reaching out to and trying to like brand myself to. So why is it valuable to me to talk with someone completely outside of my industry, completely outside of my skill level, totally the the new person outside, new grad out of school. I don't even think I can help them. Why is that worth my time? I would say this. I think that depending upon where you are in your business, if you only have, you know, if you set aside three hours a day to be prospecting and that's it. And you have to be prospecting people that are going to turn into some kind of measurable value. Then use those three hours to only schedule calls with those people. But if you are connecting with people specifically on LinkedIn, right? If you're connecting with people and then you want to provide value to people, 
I'm not saying you have to do it from nine to five. Maybe it's, maybe it's okay. I'm going to reach out to five people a week or 10 people a week that are not my ideal client and see if I can provide any value to them and take their calls while I'm commuting, you know, and because I'm not going to have to be taking notes. I'm not going to have to be doing anything like that, but maybe I can provide value on my 30 minutes, an hour into work. Right. And schedule it that way so that your time while you're sitting at your desk is still going towards your numbers, but don't take all the time that you have to never be giving back and never be offering your value to someone who maybe can't pay you back. I mean, that's just part of being a good person. I love it. I'm with you. I'm on the same boat. I think it's sometimes hard for anyone, non-salespeople, salespeople to think about it the long game and it coming back to them because, you know, they just, we all have agendas. I mean, I don't care who you are. Like we do have things that we want. We have strategies. We have, if you have a business, if you're in work, you have things that you, you have goals, things you want to do, but it takes a lot to, you know, take all those literally out of the way for at least a part of your day. And just to say, you know, like, why not just meet as many people as possible? Because you never know where those connections could lead, case in point this. But, you know, do you have a story that you can think of, of like where something totally was like opposite of like where your ideal person was and it came back to you, as you said, without you genuinely wanting or needing it to? Yeah, yeah. Not even profit, not even, it could be that you profited, but maybe you profited in other ways. Yeah, there, I mean, I think there's a couple of different things that come to mind. First thing that comes to mind is that some of those conversations that you have with people or that I've had with people that aren't, you know, I'm not trying to sell you. I'm just trying to mm-hmm. get to know who you are mm-hmm. and what I may be able to do to help you out. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's an introduction I can make. Maybe there is somebody in my network that I know that could help you with something that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. And pretty immediately, that's building your personal brand. That's Mm -hmm. building what people think Mm -hmm. when they think of you. And so maybe they're having a conversation later on in the week with somebody who is a potential buyer Mm -hmm. that I never would have met, and they make that introduction Mm -hmm. because they think of me. That's happened many, many times. And it could be that, hey, you know, I don't have the position that you're looking for, but now that we've had this conversation, I realize, hey, you're, you're an okay person. I'll make that introduction because I think they would like to know you. Nice. And stuff like that does happen pretty frequently if you're genuine about it, if you actually do care. And that's not, you know, you're okay with that not happening, right? But then on top of that, I've seen it go the other way where the way that our supply chain works is that I am a distributor and I distribute okay. to my clients but all of this kind of stuff that I distribute to them, I get from a supplier. Mm -hmm. So the suppliers sell to me. And for a period of time, I was an assistant. I was someone's assistant and I was learning from them. I was, you know, helping them out with their, their book of business. And there was a supplier that would come in and he would completely ignore any of the assistants. No conversation, no nothing even to the point of there was one time where he was showing a new product, right? And I asked, I go, oh, that's pretty cool. Can I see that? And he had handed it to all of the salespeople and he just held it up to me 
and he like, didn't let me touch him. Like, okay, it's, I don't need to hold. Are your you five there. years okay. old? <laughs> it's all right. But you know, I remembered that obviously. Then the time came where I'm in a sales position and he comes into the office. Okay. Well, I'm not interested in buying any of your stuff anymore because I know who you actually are. So that's how it could go in the opposite way, right? That you don't know. Some of these people may end up being your ideal clients at some point, or they may end up being maybe married to your ideal client, or they may be, you know, the right hand person to your ideal client. And they're going to remember their experience with you. If it's positive, it's going to be good. And if it's not, good luck. (laughs) I love that quote. Yeah. You want to be good over (laughs) trusting on good luck. Right. Yeah. Like in your day to day, kind of talk about like, yeah, let's talk about just, you know, personal branding. How do you define it? And why do you think that that stays with you? Why can't it stay with you longer now than maybe ever before? Well, I think now you have more exposure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, now yeah. you have so many more platforms to promote who yeah. you are. Yeah. And what we're seeing more and more is that these companies that have a sales team, some kind of sales team, their sales is based off of their personal brand, not just their corporate brand. So you may work for a huge company that has a great reputation, but if you don't build up who you are, then either the person next to you who works for the same company is going to get more business than you do, or your competition, your corporate competition is going to get more business than you do because people do buy from people as cliche as that is people buy from people. And especially now that we are, have the opportunity to be on social media, to be promoting ourselves, to be on LinkedIn as a salesperson, right? You are making those connections and those relationships yourself. Yes, I'm doing it on behalf of Jack Nadell because I'm an employee of Jack Nadell, but I'm Sarah Marie. You're buying from Sarah Marie. You're not buying from Jack Nadell, right? At the end of the day, yeah, yeah. So the corporate brand is very important because that's what you hang your hat on. But you have the responsibility as an individual salesperson to be building your own personal brand. And that reflects who you are, what matters to you, what you're good at, right? What your skills are. and really trying to form all of that into a pretty little package called branding and sell that to people. Because if you can sell yourself and somebody needs your services, the rest is a cakewalk. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, people like don't want to pay attention to it for some reason, or they think that's just for, yeah, maybe salespeople or I'm not a LinkedIn influencer, superstar. I don't need to build that, I will never be someone to post five times a week on LinkedIn or do a video. It's just not me. I don't want to flood my friends' feeds with my face or my stuff. But, you know, you have a personal brand. You have an impression, a reputation, whether or not you pay attention to it is how I view it. And so it's like how much you want to pay attention to it is one thing. Okay. Like, yes, you maybe, like you said in the beginning, it's not for everyone and it's how much you put into it is different by the individual, but you do have like a clear message about what, who you are. And I think that's the number one is like having that clear message and having your actions just be aligned with that at a very like simple level, like before any internet, there was a, an impression about somebody based on your interactions with them. And then in every action you took, 
contributed to that reputation. Now it's just, there's a bigger amplifier. There's a bigger megaphone to, you know, share that with people, I guess. Well, and it's not just for salespeople. I no. mean, it is for everybody. It's sure. for, you know, the individuals that are looking for their dream job, their yeah. dream career. Yeah. It's yeah. for the person who maybe is in an assistant role and doesn't want to spend the rest of their career there. Yeah. And they want to really promote themselves. You know, there's ways that you can make the future for yourself that you want. And one of the best tools that we have to do that now is to be your own advocate, right? Promote yourself. Yeah. And it's so easy and acceptable to do on LinkedIn and on some of these other social media platforms. Depending on what your audience is, maybe TikTok is your thing. Maybe Instagram is your thing. I learned over the weekend TikTok is not my thing. (laughs) (laughs) But LinkedIn is, and I can do it there. And just kind of developing who you are as a person. And what I have found is that it even helps, you know, as long as you're staying true to yourself, it helps you kind of learn yourself a little bit more too. You know, if you have to vocalize it to somebody else, who you are, what matters to you and what you're good at, then you have to put some thought into it yourself. And that takes some self-reflection. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. It is tough. Like, it's tough for people, I think, that do it every day. Like, you're always questioning it. Like, am I living my values? Is this, maybe you tweak your brand, you tweak the wording a little bit, but you you kind of, I feel like, at least for me, it's like, I always, when I think about it, it's like, what have my experiences been? How was I raised? What have I always really, you know, believed in? And just try to go back to that place and ask myself that. But it's always easier, you know, when you're, like you just said, if you're in sales or in, in a non-sales role, it's always easier to get people to listen to you if they know what to expect from you. And they, they already know that beforehand because of all this like work you've built before, you know, you've really laid the groundwork and this foundation of them, you know, getting to really, you know, believe you, I think in a way. So yeah, I and just agree with what you said. Everything to everybody. No, no, for sure. For I mean, sure. you really, and that's because if you're trying to be everything to everybody, people can tell, you know, if you look like you're just trying to, Hey everybody, what's up? Like, this is, this is me. And it's really not people know, and that's not going to help you. So really being okay with who you are. Yeah. It's the not first being, step to that. Yeah. Not being afraid about what people think about you being who you are. What are some things that anything advice for someone if they're struggling with this, they're thinking, yeah, I need, I really need to do this. I need to, you know, develop my personal brand. Where should I start with like branding? Any good resources for me to read? Where would you take that person? I was trying to Uh, sell my, myself. Yeah. So, I mean, what I really focus on is the corporate branding side of it. So part of that is the personal brands of the people who, you know, are part of the board or a part of the C-suite there, that does play a part. As far as personal branding, I don't know if you're connected to Raquel Burris, but she is phenomenal mm-hmm. at personal branding. She's with a company called True to You Branding. Okay. And she's awesome. She's a great resource. Okay. But just to start out, what I like to focus on myself is, okay, who are you? Mm-hmm. What is important to you? What do you do? And what are you good at? And just write that all down. 
And once you get a good grasp of, okay, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm good at. And this is what matters to me. Then it kind of helps you stay consistent with that within your content. So even if you're not to the point where you need direct coaching or your personal brand, just being consistent with who you are and getting a better grasp on who you are, no matter how old you are, whether you're, you know, 16 or 60, you know, everybody can benefit from writing down all of those things. That's awesome. I would even add just doing it every year, you know, and, and you're like, life will change. But I mean, some things always stay the same, but you always want to kind of check in with yourself. Am I on the right track here? Because it's hard to really nail down. It's just a hard thing sometimes to really nail down. Sometimes people say, oh, it's easy. I know I'm this. Well, you, you want to always be asking yourself and making sure you get it right. Because like you said, <laughs> there's a consequence for getting it wrong. Well, it be okay with changing your systems. I mean, if we're okay. going back to talking about salespeople, be okay with changing how you prospect if it isn't true to your branding, if it isn't true to your personal brand. So like when I first started, I was being coached by somebody who is very different than me. Not good or bad, just very different. And they have a very different personal brand. And so the way that they prospect, the way that they go to market isn't good for me because it's not true to who I am. And so that's why I have switched it up. That's why over the past year, instead of doing, you know, the hard cold calls and all of that, that doesn't fit for me because I'm a personable person and I care about people genuinely. And I would rather get to know you as a person before I get to know how I can help you professionally because I just work better that way. So be okay with changing that and be okay <laughs> And this is the hard part. Be okay with standing up for yourself and defending how you have changed your prospecting. If you work for a company that has very strict, like, nope, this is the way we've always done it. This has worked and this is what we're going to do. Be okay with being the person that opens up a new door, makes their own path and can defend themselves in that. That's hard. <laughs> that is very hard because yeah, you're, that's risky and takes guts, but better to do that than to do it the other way and be forced into not being yourself and to hating it and losing years of you know, time in, in a job. It's just, it's not staying true to yourself. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, I always say like with everything in life, we're all individual people. So you can, yes, you can get coaching and training, but even the best athletes, like you can all learn how to shoot a basketball shot, the same exact framework and fundamentals, but every athlete shoots it differently, maybe slightly, maybe wildly different, but everyone does it differently. So just, you know, I think it's just making it your own. You know, find ways to do everything, but making it your own. You can do it very, very similarly, you know, very similarly or completely opposite, but it's taking different things and just making it your own. Absolutely. And I think coming into this next season where we're about to step into a world that none of us have ever lived through. Mm. And just like after every major, you know, recession or major, you know, historical event, the world significantly changed after that. Well, we're about to step into that. So who are you going to be in this time? What is that going to look like? What does that need to look like? And part of that is having an extra layer of compassion for other people and having an understanding 
of people that maybe you didn't have before. But that is going to be expected moving forward. And so taking this time to kind of figure out what that looks like for you in a realistic way is going to be crucial because the ones who don't are going to fall really behind. Yeah, no, I think expectations will change. And yeah, character will be revealed, whether it's in a good or bad way. I don't know if in a bad way, but it'll be, it'll kind of tell people who they really are. And people, yeah, will expect more because I mean, every commercial, I was just watching every commercial over the weekend on the news and they were all around this crisis and and just having empathy and and just, we're all in this together, music, you know, we, we all are in the same exact, I mean, we all have different situations, whether we're safe or will not, but this affects us all. It affects every human being, this thing. It's not like one country over another. So yeah expectations will will change with all humans, I think, after this. All right. I could probably talk with Sarah for another definitely 30 minutes to an hour, but people, that'll be way past most people's workouts. <laughs> and I want to take it in a, a quick enough time that you you get some bite-sized pieces. So, you know, definitely love talking with you, Sarah. I want to end off on something fun. So just to, to talk about the human that you are, how unique you are, I'm asking people just a fun question. And it's what is something or a situation that can or would only happen to you, Sarah Marie Clark, or <laughs> it has something uh, has happened to you or something oh, really okay. crazy, kooky and unique about you. Oh, gosh. You know, I'm a bit of an airhead at times. Um, <laughs> I am not I'm not known for fully thinking through everything that I do. So. I would have to say something, you know, it's probably not that unique to me that I consistently leave my coffee on the top of my car. Um, <laughs> you're not learning from the mistake. I like it. I mean, you're consistent. Well, I did That's learn good. enough. I did okay. learn enough to invest in something called a Mighty Mug. And a Mighty Mug will actually stay on your car because it, like, it has this, suction. it's not a suction. It's not a suction because you can lift it straight up, but it won't wobble. And so I would say, you know, having to actually research that and invest in something that would help me and not losing my coffee every morning. (laughs) I need to see a picture of the mugs that you've destroyed from running over them. Oh, yeah. Well, and if you be some funny ones. Oh, yeah. And if you go to my YouTube channel, I partnered up with the makers of this so I could provide this to my clients as a branded item. And so I have a whole video of it on my YouTube if you want to check it out. I know what I'm watching, you know, at the end of my day. Okay. Well, with that said, yeah, where can people find you? Definitely YouTube, but, you know, throw it out there. Where can people find you and hear more? Yeah, so they can find me at my website, which is sarahmarie.solutions. So instead of .com, .solutions. You can also find me on LinkedIn. They can go to your page and find me on your connections or just search for me, Sarah Marie Clark. You can also now ask Alexa, who is Sarah Marie Solutions, and Alexa will tell you all about me too. I love that. I love that. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on this. I just enjoyed a lot of things about this and you're a great human and I'm so glad that I was connected to you and that you showed up human to me. So thank Thank you you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we do. Thanks a lot. All right, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Hey, gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, 
I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right, see you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Humans.